Welcome back to The Square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. And we are doing this over Zoom, something new for you guys. Uh, we both have COVID. Um, <laughs> sick. It's New Year's Saturday, January 1st, 2022. Um, and yeah, we, we both started off sick, but we're still here bringing you guys great NFL content uh, for week 17. So we will still recap week 16. We haven't forgotten about that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to discuss there. Um, we'll go ahead and uh, look at some news or some some pretty interesting headlines this week, uh, some pretty sad ones, too. Um, so we'll get to those in a few uh, power rankings, as always, game picks, as always. We'll get to it all. Let's start with the week that was kicked off last Thursday. Titans get a win at home versus the San Francisco 49ers, 20 to 17. Wow, San Francisco, you really just kind of dropped the ball there. You, you had a chance at wrapping up and, and really solidifying yourself in the NFC playoff, and now it's just kind of waning in the balance right now. Yeah, a uh, bit of a disappointment, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Um, to say the least. Uh, I mean, yeah, you uh, – I didn't have it correctly. You you've had t- Tennessee in this one, didn't you? Um, no, I picked San Francisco. We both started yeah. off this uh, this week wrong. Um, I mean, I can go back and check one more time. No, 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 yeah, no. You're right. San Francisco. You're right. You're right. That was the thing. That yeah, that Tennessee just came and surprised. You know, sneak attack here and you know stole stole one. But you know, that's not the vibe I got. Okay. Watching this game, they had the game in hand, and then they just came out flat in the second half and really just, I mean, I know Jimmy Garoppolo did get injured in this game. He's not going to be playing this week coming up. He he, uh, tore a muscle in his thumb. He also chipped the bone in his thumb and what have you. So I get it. He was injured, but still, this is a run-first team. I'm a little bit confused as to why they weren't able to put together a comparable showing to try to figure out how to finish the game out strong. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, Tennessee is one of those, another one of these teams right now that, you know, it's kind of hard to put a finger on them from week to week. They're up one minute down the next, you know, middle of the road teams, you know, powerhouse, you know, power five team the next week. It, it's kind of a chameleon team. So I, I mean, San Francisco coming up short. I can see that, even though I picked them to win. I think they should have took the took the victory. But yeah, Tennessee was able to put together, you know, one of those weeks where they was able to, be, you know, get a solid, you know, win, um, get a win that they needed. Now it wasn't pretty, you yeah. know, twenty to seventeen, but they got what they needed, and they kept themselves in contention. And I guess that's about as much most you can ask for most of these teams that's trying to compete. You know, trying to get trying to get into the playoffs and possibly push for a Super Bowl run. But is Tennessee that team? Again, a, a chameleon team, up down. You know, come next week or just you know in the next day or so. Yeah. Who knows what we're gonna see to come tomorrow? You know. I mean, hell, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I woke up tomorrow morning and all of a sudden Derrick Henry was activated. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, we heard nothing about this guy yeah. since he went, went on went on the IR, but. The fact that, you know, I'm just saying it's just been weirder things have happened this year. So um, congratulations to Tennessee. Uh, I think they just pulled out a solid win. Um, I, 
I'm really big on San Francisco, even though I was very down on them at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, but they have proven to me that they're that team. Like, they can go on the road in some of these weird, you know, um, non-conference games and go out there and, you know, and make, and make some noise. And I, I think they did. They just came up a little bit short. But um, it was more – so I, I would take it so much. It's not so much what Tennessee did. It's more, more of what San Francisco didn't do. So. Yeah, and that's kind of the vibe that I got from it. It's just like, okay, you had a solid first quarter. Uh, you The defense played phenomenal all night long, but it just ended up you're up 10 nothing at the half. Let's see what we can do coming out of the half again. Jimmy Garoppolo went down with the injury. So we understand that that also has to be factored, factored into it, but still it was just like, uh, just came out so flat. There was really no life left in the team. And then Mike Vrabel and his guys just kind of battled through it. They, they weathered the storm and they came out with the victory. So props to them on that. Uh, But two days later, we got two big games on Christmas day. Let's talk about the first one. Uh, disappointing for sure. Uh, the Browns drop uh, the game 22-24 against the Green Bay Packers. Packers at home get another victory. They are 7-0 and at home right now, and they will play their last home game this upcoming week versus Minnesota. So that'll be an interesting uh, game to watch there. Uh, we'll talk about yeah. some craziness in that one. Uh, but regardless... The Browns just come up that that short against the the Green Bay Packers, and it's 24-22. Packers win there. Um, Again, I do not understand why people are so enamored with this 12-3 and Green Bay Packers teams. It is not inspiring. This is a Browns team that threw four interceptions in this game. Why are you only winning by two at home in Lambeau? Yeah, I, I mean, but you, as as we have touched on so much this this year, it there's something missing in Green Bay, whether it's on the offensive side or the defensive side, but they're just finding ways of doing just enough, just you know, just to crank out these wins, just to get the W. Nothing overly impressive, nothing overwhelming, uh, or will give you the warm tinglys and and you know anything you could feel super confident with that they're you know all of these games probably. In, 12, 10 of these 12 you know, victories, I mean, could have easily went the other way, you know, and so they're not by any by any stretch of the imagination blowing teams out, or blowing them out the water in the first half and coasting it in the second. It's And as you just said, like, yeah, with four turnovers, four, four, you know, maybe four turnovers, four interceptions. Yeah. You only walk out with a two, two point victory. And that was because they did miss a point after after the first um, touchdown in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and then they went for two and, and failed on the second touchdown. Yeah. That's the that was your two points right there. Other than that, they played an equal game, you know, in in spite of four interceptions. A, yeah, yeah, it's you, in spite of four interceptions, but it's also in spite of how many guys that they were missing, offensively and defensively. Just the Packers should be better. I I don't know any way around. And I know they're missing uh, Jair Alexander and they're missing Kevin King. I get that. Those are two cornerbacks that you're missing. They weren't throwing the ball on you. Obviously they were scoring in other ways. So what is up with the offense along with the defense that you got, they're just not playing complimentary football. It doesn't look good. I know people are going to be happy with, Hey, we got a 12 and three record. It's the best record in football, but 
it's not all about the numbers in that respect. It's also how you won these games. And you should have easily lost to to, um, Baltimore a few weeks back. Like Cincinnati could have got you so easily earlier on in the season. You go down the list. There's so many times that this Green Bay Packers team either got handed a win or just were actively trying not to win. And it's just, I don't see how this is going to translate into success in the playoffs. January football is different. Right. So when you're going up against hot teams like the Rams, uh, even though that they might have a buy and they might be able to get a couple of guys back, you still got to introduce a chemistry with those guys coming back. So it's still going to take them some time. And I'm, I'm really worried about this green base Packers team when we're looking ahead at, at, at playoff football. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to stand up to the continuity that other teams have with their consistent play. Whereas we never know if it's going to be a big offensive day for Aaron Rodgers, or is that toe going to start really getting at him? And he's just not going to show up in the way that he usually does or defensively. Sometimes they look like one of the best defenses in football. Other days they look trash. They look absolutely horrible. And it's just like, okay, well, I, are we going to get the the defense that played against uh, Baltimore? Or are we going to get a, a defense that can hold you to just six points? Like, it, it just really doesn't know. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions to be asked, answered for them, um, which, you know, I think we'll start to be able to answer some of those questions more in the next couple of weeks when we get into playoffs because – as I think you believe this as well, but I'm of the opinion that that's where, you know, the, the rubber meets the road when they get in the playoffs. And I really believe they're going to get caught. You know, I'm not necessarily saying in the conference championship, it could be in the first, you know, if they was to secure that first round by, I think in their first home game, I think any of them teams in the uh, playoffs can catch and sneak them, you know, right at home and taking a body of work, like you were saying, um, one point victory over like the Ravens, you know, at, at the Ravens with Tyler Huntley, not not with yeah, not Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Um, then we got a, a Baker Mayfield who's a, sh- a shell of himself. He throws four interceptions, and they only you, you walk out of there with a two point victory based on really something that had nothing to even do with the interceptions. Um, you give up thirty points to the Bears, but you have to score forty five, giving your best, you know, Kansas City Chief, you know, uh, impression of just outscoring a team. And then you easily could have got you if AJ Green just turns around. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, um, and then the week before that, the Rams, they beat them by, you know, eight, 36, 28. And just kind of, you know, Rams weren't, they they were in this weird area where they were trying to adjust. And (sighs) yeah, it's called in Green Bay. (laughs) That's true. You know, you, then you lose to the Vikings. Um, You, you, you shut out. Um, Seattle seventeen nothing, which is fine without Russell Wilson. Uh, huh? That's 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 a Seattle team without Russell Wilson. Thank you. <laughs> um, of course they lose to the Chiefs. I mean, granted, Aaron Rodgers didn't, didn't play, but you know, I, I don't care. They yeah. went better. <laughs> uh, I mean, then right before that, at the Cardinals, that was that twenty four twenty one. Just got by on them twenty four ten to the to to um to to, to the football team. Before okay. their defense started hitting their stride. Right. The Bears 24-14, just a 10-point victory. Uh, then they just skated by at, in Cincinnati by three, 25-22. Uh, 
the just a ten point victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you serious? <laughs> At home, and this is in Green Bay. Yeah, uh, and then a two point victory in San Francisco. <laughs> it, it's just man, like I said, take about ten of these twelve wins could have easily went the other way, easily. You know, so I don't. I think it's more so about the eye test. That yeah, they're winning. They're twelve and three. We, I can respect that. Most people, I, okay, I can see you for what you are. However. You don't. You're not striking fear in anybody. When I, I can, I'm a, on any given week, I can sit. You know, I can, I can look at that matchup and say, you know, I can see if this team beat them, and, yeah. and 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 not really giving any reservation to it. Like they should be just fine. Or like, why wouldn't they? Like, if anybody's due for a loss, it's this team because they've been flirting with it for the last several weeks anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the other Christmas game. Uh, Colts get to a nine and six record. They get a win on the road against Arizona, 22 to 16. Uh, Colts were super banged up. They didn't have, they basically lost their entire offensive line. And then they came into Arizona and smacked them around a little bit and just said, Hey, we're, we're going to take this uh, Christmas win and go right on our merry way back to Indianapolis. Yes. And very impressive. Jonathan Taylor is MVP candidate for sure. Uh, he's my MVP front runner. I think I've been saying it for the last four weeks. It hasn't changed. This dude has been insane. You're not going to get any um, opposition out of me because you already know that I thought he was the MVP quite a while ago outside of maybe Cooper Cup. But, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I, you know, we already had our conversations about this whole quarterback dominating the MVP thing. And I'm like, hey, you can have a quarterback in there. And maybe they need to change the rules. And maybe they don't have, like, one or two candidates only. And then the rest has make to go it, to another make position. Make a QB-only award. They could. They could. Because if this has to deal with them having the ball more in their hands, I mean, by default, then never, never, you know, no other position player can ever win it. And yeah. what is the point of this, this, this record then at that point? Yeah. But – um. No, he's a man. I think he's he's surprised the world this year, you know, uh, which is interesting because he got more hype last year in his rookie year than he even did going into this season, which is the most interesting thing to me. And then he blows up, and now everybody's jumping on and, and, and clamoring for this guy like they was last year based on just people were projecting out as to what he was supposed to do. And this, which I was like, okay, I don't see it, but – Man, not for a rookie, you know, but with that being said. could be in this offense. that Because to me, what I was seeing with Jonathan Taylor in his rookie season was what I was seeing with Zeke. A phenomenal offensive line, a, a great talent that just needs a little bit more polishing, and this dude could be a stud in the league. That happened. I mean, it's exactly what happened with Jonathan Taylor. This dude is very talented. He's got all the talent in the world. He just had to get acclimated to the NFL game last year. He did that. Now he comes in this season with a full actual training camp under his belt. He comes in and just hits the ground running this year and he never stopped. So. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, and uh, I mean, all the accolades go to Indianapolis. Um, I think, I don't want to diminish the story or anything, but man, how do we not talk about what's going on in Arizona on the opposite side of this, you yeah. know, of the football? And 
I, I mean, taking nothing away from the Colts, I mean, they did everything they were supposed to do. I think I was just I, – I, I took from this game, I was more shocked about what Arizona couldn't do. Mm. You know, and I'm not saying that Indianapolis is not one of those teams that can shut a team down, but I'm like, are you, if you seriously told me that the Colts can go in there and just shut Arizona down and Arizona's offense, I thought you was crazy. It's like, I'm sorry. I mean, they, 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 as good as the Colts is, I don't think they can do that, but they did that. But every team has been doing that for the second half of the year. That is true. And there's something obviously wrong, extremely wrong in Arizona right now. Um, but uh, <clears throat> led by Jonathan Taylor's, you know, quiet, conservative 27 for 180 <laughs> yards. Um, just really, they just controlled the ground, the, the game with the, on, on the ground. And, you know, and Carson Wentz just let the game come to him. He threw the ball when he needed to throw it. He was just tactician. So, and this, uh, is where I think, this is where I think Carson Wentz really shines because we were looking at a guy who just the prior week went five for 12 in a win versus New England. And mm-hmm. now he comes in, he's 18 for 28, 225 yards in two touchdowns in this game. Uh, he's the only one who threw any touchdown pass or for the uh, Indy. Uh, there was no rushing touchdowns at all. Um, so they let, like you said, they controlled the game with the run, but then they let Carson Wentz play too. So and, yes. and he has been quietly the, he has been the biggest protector of the football as a QB than any other quarterback this season. He has the least amount of turnovers. He's not, he's not given the ball up. I mean, outside of the early part of the season where he had two sprained ankles and he was still dealing with the foot surgery and his offensive line was completely decimated. Now he's healthy and his offensive line is still decimated and he's putting up numbers like this. It's like, all right, give the man a little bit of respect. And then granted now he has COVID and we won't see him this upcoming week. Uh, well, he had just came off the COVID list as of today. So oh. he actually, I believe, is going to be activated and will be playing tomorrow, believe it or not. I did not get that news by any means. I'm hoping that is true because they have a real good opportunity at actually overtaking Tennessee to finish out these last two weeks. If they can, if they can get two wins and Tennessee just dropped one of them. They are in the prime position to go ahead and, and take over the the uh, AFC South. Oh, yeah. They dropped both games to Tennessee, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. so they would actually need to have Tennessee lose both games. Sorry. Yeah, they can't tie. Yeah, they can't tie. You're right. So it's still open for the AFC South, but Tennessee's got a pretty tough matchup uh, coming up against uh, uh, Miami and Indy's got a, a tough-ish matchup going up against a, uh, a Vegas Raiders team. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a very tight race uh, for the last two weeks for that AFC South crown. And whoever gets it is going to be happy because they get another uh, home game to, to go into next week. Yeah. So. Definitely. Yeah, that is going to do it for the Christmas games. Um. Let's talk about the rest of last Sunday was kind of packed with some goodies. Um, (laughs) Man, let's start with the big one. 33-21, Bills get a massive win to reclaim the lead of the uh, AFC East. It it just felt like after they lost that game and New England came back off of their – 
uh, off of their bye week and then they drop a game against Indy. It was just like, all right, they've opened the door now for Buffalo to reclaim this lead. They, they really needed that Indianapolis game last week. And when they dropped that one, I knew Buffalo smelt blood in the water. Hmm. I, I'm a little shocked. I, th- I thought New England was going to come out with a little bit more fight in there. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, stayed completely away from this game. Didn't want no part of it. It was um, not a fun one to try to pick around. No, until you start watching the game. And then I started seeing all of it, uh, you know, regretted everything, benching all kind of players from Buffalo side of, of the ball. Um, I mean, just, unless you, for some reason, had Isaiah McKenzie, I don't know what you're talking about. He, this, Isaiah McKenzie had himself a day, but everybody else was just like, all right, we'll dink and dunk to you here, to you there. <laughs> I mean, or, I, if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Diggs ended up with a very nice game at the end of this, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, yeah, seven for 85 and a touchdown. So yeah, he, he had a he had a solid game. I was gonna say that was nothing to slouch at, but yeah, McKenzie was like the star, of course, with Allen, who kind of got it together in the second half. Uh, but yeah, it's it was just one of those, you know, based on how it went a couple weeks ago, you didn't, you just didn't want you didn't, you didn't want to touch this game. And yeah, no. Now with so much on on the line, and Buffalo now had to go into to New England. Buffalo has to go into New England. Um, you just thought that it would just be a much, you know, a much more competitive game, or I thought, you know, Buffalo was going to really have to come into a hostile environment and have to steal, try to steal that game. And that's not quite how it played out. It just kind of, you know, showed up like they were supposed to, and they just, they just took it to them, and that was that. Yeah, they, they never looked back, and they they just play a solid game. And I, I think that they they hear all the talk of people saying that they they've they're squandering their chance at at taking the division and and becoming the new leaders and, and building their own dynasty here and everything like that. And then they just kind of they just went to work the last three weeks, uh, especially when. Uh, uh, the the Patriots went on on their uh, on their bye week. They got to win there. They got to win this this last week. They got to win against New England. So they just wanted to do their job, do their work, and and, and get in, get out, and make sure that they uh, that they reclaim the lead. But now they just have to win out. I think they've got two super easy games left on the schedule. I think one is Jacks, not Jacksonville. Uh, I think it, one I think is versus Atlanta, and the other ones versus. Uh, the Jets. So Buffalo's got a real click, nice, easy way to get get wrap up this division. They get two wins. That it's the division is theirs, and same thing for the Patriots. They they've got two really easy uh, games, but now they just have to bank on either Atlanta or the Jets catching Buffalo in the next two weeks to try to right. get the the division. Otherwise, it's just basically a lock for both of them getting into the into the playoffs right now. Yeah, it it was started out like a you know four or five star alarm for for Buffalo based on this going into this New England game. Once they came out on the backside of it with the victory, it's just like oh, it's all downhill now. You know, <laughs> all is well. You know, it's just business as usual. They should just come out on top in the East when this is said and done. I said should. But, you know, you never but, know. Um, this team has been so up and down all season, that, which is true, which is true. But everything is favored for them. All, you know, 
they just have to just finish the season out. You know, just show up and do what you're supposed to do, and you should get out of there with a victory. And 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 you know, they possibly have to a second or third. The they did because if they can continue to play this way against a New England team, and they can do that for the next two weeks against these two lesser teams, that is going to give them the the basically the blueprint on how to play in the playoffs against these other teams that. I don't think anybody can really stop Buffalo if they're going to play this sound of football defensively and offensively. Right. Um, no, um, and then Buffalo was one of those teams that we have already been talking about, um, you know, throughout the year as, as a t- true top contender, one of the yeah. top contenders. They, you know, somewhere midseason had definitely showed that, showed their inconsistencies and that I thought this was a get right game for them and they got it right. You know, so and it was a statement because they didn't, you know, they didn't. There wasn't one of those ones they had to go in there and kind of, you know, scratch, crawl, you know, scratch and and crawl and and to to try to get the victory. You know, they they went in there and just kind of soundly took it to New England and and then got on the plane and went home. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. Um. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, Chicago. They get on the road. They get themselves a nice win uh, on the road in <laughs> Seattle. Uh, I was basically, <laughs> they put that slow knife into Seattle and into the Seahawks and into Pete Carroll, I, I think, as well, in Russell Wilson's future with this team. And now officially eliminated from the playoffs to see how Seahawks are. This is, again, the first losing season in Russell Wilson's tenure here in Seattle. And I don't see how Russell Wilson comes back to this situation next year. Well, I mean, they got to trade him for one. I mean, does he – and they, they can't – you know, he can't force a trade, but – Yeah, he can. Can he? Yeah. He's got a so? trade clause, so – No, 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 no. That's my point. Meaning – um, knowing Pete Carroll, he has no other cards to play. I can see him just doubling down and just playing hardball and be like, well, I'm just going to keep him here. Just grunt well, on Because if he plays hardball, in, it would require Russell Wilson to force their hand. It's a matter of, I'm not going to play for you again. I'm done with this situation. I'm done with this organization. Mm-hmm. Trade me. If he says that, then they're like, well where do you want to go? Like we, we have to get these guys on the phone and we, you don't have a no trade clause. We we can't do anything. So he just has to do what he did last year and say this team, this team, this team, and this team, I would love, I would love to see if, if Sean Payton stays in new Orleans, mm-hmm. that is the spot where I want to see Russell Wilson next year. New Orleans. That's interesting. And so what are we doing with Taysom Hill and Jason, James Winston? Well, they're both free. Well, Taysom Hill is a perennial backup. That's fine. And <laughs> Jameis Winston's a free agent. So it's just like, hey, sorry, dude. We, we're going to go with the Hall of Fame, the man, Mr. Mr. Russell Wilson. I didn't know he was in the last year of his contract. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, Jameis Winston is done after this season. This is the last year, so. That's a, that's, that's a, uh, I haven't really thought about possible destination places for Russell Wilson, but in New Orleans, that makes that's that's interesting. I, would, I would love to just see him with an offensive mind like Sean Payton. That, I think it would work phenomenally, and he'd do everything that he can to get more weapons for him too. 
You know, I mean, Russell Wilson with a run game and Alvin Kamara, an offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in football. Michael Thomas coming back. Is he coming back? Uh, hopefully. I mean, I would still love to see the man play. Um, <laughs> I think we all would. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah. But, I mean, even if he's not, you can trade Michael Thomas and get other assets back. You got guys out in the open market like OBJ. OBJ would love to go back to, to New Orleans and play there. Go back and play in Louisiana. Is he in his final year of his contract? Yeah, they they only gave him that one year deal over in uh, in, in with LA. So he's out I, there. You I can do, pair him up. He can go anywhere. Yeah, I find it hard that he's going to just be really quick to leave leave LA right now. Because I don't I mean, think he's going to be quick to. But if there is a situation that's better or a situation that gives him a really good opportunity to be the guy again, and you get to do it with a Hall of Fame quarterback like. Like Russ, I mean, like I, I don't see why. I mean, I'm not saying that I would choose it over the Rams, but if the Rams can't give me the same amount of money, and the New Orleans Saints, they, they, they give me more money. They're giving me a bigger role. They're giving me more attention, and it's still a fantastic situation where it's not where it's it's not going to be another Cleveland situation or another Giant situation. For sure, I'm going for that. I, I think that he would at least entertain it. Uh, possibly. I mean, considering his, with his, yeah, like you were saying, it's his um, situations back in Cleveland. And I guess when it went south in New York, because his first few years were just phenomenal. Uh, 100%. I, I, that, I mean, no, exactly. I'm talking about those last last two right. seasons. Now. I, I figured that's what we were discussing. And I was so, like, well, he did I have to clarify that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, being, I mean, like, like you were saying, like, if he's really looking for, I'm trying to be the number one guy, I'm like, I guess, but when you, but if you're going to walk away from a Cooper Cup, if yeah. you're playing second fiddle to him and you're OBJ and just, you know, and, 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 and I guess as a coach or a fan or agent or anything else, all I'm asking you to do is be OBJ and let Cooper <laughs> Cup do his thing. You can, you two can arguably go down as one of the top two duos of all time. Think yeah. if you I'm just if you really throw it out there, I'm, I'm not getting ahead of myself because this requires OBJ to be OBJ of old, you know, which we have not seen before. Well, he's he's getting back to it. He has been phenomenal the last three weeks here in, in L.A. And Cooper Cup's about to break every receiving record known to man. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. Like they, they can be the next. You know, uh, Jerry Rice and John Taylor. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, that John Taylor, you know, but um, yeah, he was the other guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, the John other guy. John Taylor's weapon. senior. senior. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. No, no relations. No relations. <laughs> um, you know, the the, the um, Chris Carter and, and Randy Moss, you know, type, you know, yeah. combos. You know, just the Mark Clayton, Mark Duper, you know, in Miami back in the uh, 90s and, and early and late 80s. But whatever. I'm just saying. He, they could become that, but yeah, for him looking to go, you know, yeah, he could become it, it, it profits him nothing. He becomes the one, sorry, okay, so he becomes the new number one, like, uh, what's a good team? I'll just say Atlanta, just for I'm just throwing it out there, you know, not that he would go there, okay, you're the number one, who's gonna be your number two? It can't be Russell Gage, you know, it's like that, that's not gonna get it. You know, because yeah. I'm only saying that, and I only use that because you know, we don't know what the hell's going on with Calvin Ridley, and, you know, with the mental yeah. health stuff, and he may or may not come. I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate. I but think my we will see him back, it, but it that that's not 
neither here nor there. Yeah. But, it's, it's just, it's just, that's what I'm trying to say. OBJ, you could be the number one, but your number two can't be the likes of, a, just as an example, a Russell Gage. You're not going to get it done. You no. know. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. There we go. It should just go now. Um, you got to stop hitting the button. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> uh, no, but going back to that, I think that even if it is OBJ leaving and he goes uh, anywhere else, it to me, he doesn't really he does need a number two for sure. I, I, but I don't think it needs to be the likes of a Cooper cup or Robert Woods or anybody like that. Um, so I think that he could, they can make it work with just about anybody uh, as long as they've got a comparable number two over there, but it's it. just a matter of really it comes down to it. It's Russell Wilson, him picking where he wants to go and picking the guys he wants to come with him. It's kind of where I was getting at because it just, it I seems like it's just over in Seattle. You got beat by the Bears, and that Russell should... Wilson is over here. Like I would, I initially said I wanted to be on that team. I wanted to be the quarterback beating you guys this year, and you're gonna just let put this horrible and trash offensive line around me, not get me at any other weapons to play with, and we're coming in and this is all we can do to, to, to go up against this bear, the bears team that has been anemic all season long, a bears team that is trotting back out Nick Foles for the first time. Yeah. I couldn't, I, I could, couldn't get that out quick. <laughs> I was letting you just go. But I was like, my God, it was the Nick Foles Chicago bears, um, so, which that's, that, even, that's even that, more the, of a slap in the face. That, of that's my point. Up. If that is not a send off for, for, for Russell Wilson, I don't know what it is. Like you, you got eliminated by a team that's already eliminated. That should not be a. If you was gonna get eliminated, it shouldn't have been about by this team. That that you know, but mm-hmm. to get eliminated, you're not even. It's not even about. It ain't even with Justin Fields. Hell, what even with Andy Dalton? It was with Nick Foles lacing it up for the first time this season. The very first time. And he looks like that clutch Nick Foles. Super Thank you, Nick Foles. We needed a win victory. I'll take it. But good Lord, for Seattle, that is not a good look. Not a good not look. A good and look for Russell Wilson, that should that has should have pushed him further out the door, which it just makes – it warms my heart. It makes me smile to just know that Pete Carroll is tossing and turning and not getting any, any kind of rest, restful sleep these days. Because it's over, sir. I, I cannot see him reconciling this team at this point because you did nothing to reconcile. Yeah. He made a couple of We'll get to in a bit here. Right. Uh, but he, yeah, I, I think even Pete Carroll is seeing uh, some some of the writing on the wall. Um, but, <laughs> um, the Falcons, they got themselves a nice win, uh, 20 to 16 versus the Lions. Uh, Falcons win a game. Okay. That happened. Um, moving on. Yeah, it does. Because Jesus you, Christ. <laughs> I like how you always skate past a ladder, but that's fine. I, see, been putting them, I been don't putting care them about the fact together. that they're seven and eight and they mathematically still have a chance of getting in. This the fact sucks. that they seven and eight in light of <laughs> their team is a story in itself. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But it's that's all lying, so that's as like, far as it goes. I just, I just want to applause. Credit. You guys got yourself a win. Cool. Yeah, and you know, as much as we've been bashing this team, the fact that they even ate 500 nearly, yeah, like, that's damn, that's, that's actually impressive. Yeah, that is know? a fair point. That 
they, that's all I want to say. How bad this roster is, you are right. It is impressive that they are seven and eight. And let's uh, be very clear: you got no business losing to Detroit. You won, thank goodness. Congratulations, you did what you. You supposed saved to do. yourself from embarrassment. Let's, thank you. Let's move on. That's all. I, I, I will give you that credit, and then I'm gonna move on from. All right, <laughs> let's go. Bengals. They got themselves a massive, massive win, forty-one to twenty-one versus the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Burrow. Oh, stop. How is he? He got snubbed so hard from the Pro Bowl. I think that was the biggest snub of them all. I mean, outside of Matt Stafford, but Mm. Joe Burrow on the AFC side, not getting a Pro Bowl nod, I think was that that was just borderline (laughs) offensive. Oh, over Herbert. That's your see, and that's oh god. See, this is this eye test, eye candy thing where everybody for some reason the LA Chargers is the sexy pick, and I'm like, they're not that damn. I team don't give a damn yet. about the team. Just if you're looking at eye test watching football this year, Joe Burrow has been one of the best quarterbacks in football all year long. It has been insane without an offensive line. This offensive line has one guy on it, and it's Riley Reef, who got cut twice from the Minnesota Vikings. And obviously, you know, obviously, the offensive line is a lot better than what we're giving. No, they are getting the ball out very quickly, even though the Ravens just stopped trying to rush the passer in this game. Uh, they do. Cincinnati has one of the quickest um, snap to throw times in the entire football in, in mm-hmm. entire NFL. So there is a reason why he's not getting sacked. It's because he literally is not holding on the ball fast for uh, long enough for him to get touched by the, by the defensive line. So right. that is, that, that's what's going on there. They still have a absolutely rancid and, and horrible and deplorable offensive line. It, that, that is without a doubt. Uh, and that, I think that is going to be their number one focus. I thought it was going to be last year, but that is definitely going to be their number one focus heading into this next uh, off season. Um, but it doesn't look like that off, off season is coming anytime soon because this team is possibly the hottest team in the AFC right now, outside of granted, the one above all in Kansas city right now, but <laughs> some respect on that. <laughs> but this, I mean, 525 yards, four touchdowns. He was 37 for 46 in this game. Like where did Joe Mixon was 18 for 65 in a touchdown. Like they have no weaknesses right now on the offensive side of the ball. All right. I mean, okay. We can, we can go there. Uh, we can also just, you know, focus on how bad, and how poorly that Baltimore is playing right now. Also, that is, true. I think, that is also you know, a fact. I, you know, I trust me. You know me. I'll, I'll be the first to give up my give give Cincinnati their flowers. But of course, they like like how we were just saying with the with with the Chargers. Man, they one of those up and down teams like Tennessee. They just hot one minute, it's cold the next. And it, I mean, smoking hot last week. But they beat a. I mean, come on, man. Baltimore is a shell of themselves, and I mean, it's been unraveling right before our eyes. This is the first time I'm finally having to just put this in proper perspective. The Bengals did everything they were supposed to do. They took advantage and capitalized on a team that was not prepared to play them. Hold on, hold on. Okay, go right in. I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you're a fan of, and. <laughs> who you have colors for. This is the NFL. I don't, okay. it, it doesn't matter how good or bad. Let's just go look at Matt Ryan. 
18 for 24, 215 yards and one touchdown versus the, the D- Detroit Lions. Uh, Nick Foles versus the Seahawks was 250 yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen versus the New England Patriots had a fantastic day with 314 yards and three touchdowns. That's against good defenses. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go look at some really, really bad defenses. The Jets, Trevor Lawrence came out there and only threw for 280 yards. Uh, uh, Tom Brady up against the Panthers defense only threw for 232 yards and he absolutely decimated that team. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert only threw for 336 yards against Houston. 525 yards. I don't care who you are. That is an insane stat line in any NFL game. Yeah. That deserves props regardless of who you're playing, how more, how depleted that team is. You put an NFL team on the field and you got 525 yards thrown on you. That quarterback deserves its their praise. I'm, I'm all sorry. Long I, yeah, they do. But when we talking about the AFC North, I'm sorry. When you jumping on a team when they are just a shell of themselves, I'm sorry. For sure, strength of schedule, you 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 got the victory, but ain't nobody finna sit there and just ignore the fact that that team was just in shambles. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No I'm not, real. I'm just saying, not a real fan is from a from a from a you know competition standpoint. They're not gonna just give them a pass where they got the W. No questions no. asked. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that, yes, there are some holes there, but regardless of true how, how depleted that team is, throwing for 525 Look, yards. No, no, no. I'm not going to sneak at that because even against the bad teams, uh, like take, <laughs> take Jacksonville. I'm like saying Jacksonville's played, what, 15 times, 16 times already. They have not given up a let a team get 500 yards. On <laughs> exactly. So I get it. It's just <laughs> – you know, <laughs> I can't speak to this thing in proper co- proper context only because it's an anomaly anyway. It, it okay, <laughs> yeah, they okay. They jumped on them and they did what they had to do, regardless of who was standing there or not. It did not matter. It, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, Lamar Jackson is out there. Maybe they don't have as many possessions. I'm just saying, maybe. And, and that is that is a true statement. Maybe, I, I will you know, give you that. I don't know. Maybe the defense is not so amped up and feel like they got to put it all on their back, even though they couldn't do anything. Obviously, <laughs> what are they getting it, amped it just, up for? <laughs> it, that's what I'm saying. It's just it's so much stuff I have to dissect just to put everything in its proper context. Given I give everything to Cincinnati, I would just wish they would do that to a fully intact team. That yeah. would make me more confident as opposed to come next week. Then they'll drop a game, won't even get 300 total yards of, of offense, you know, and, and, and then that'll be the end I'm of expecting that. We, we, we won't even be, a fantastic I'm, game this upcoming week. Oh, oh, granted, I, I completely forgot. They're playing the Chiefs. Yeah. So... <laughs> We'll see what happens because I'm only saying that because they're in Cincinnati, so yeah, they do it, have a they do have a puncher's chance of winning. I won't take that away from them, but it ain't gonna be. You ain't playing Baltimore. That's all I'm saying. I'll be damned if they're gonna throw for 500 yards on. on, on not expecting City. that. Not no, I'm not even. Yeah. And Kansas City's defense is technically worse. So it Tech, the well, numbers Kansas are Kansas City's defense has anyway. been so much better the last. If we're going to just take a sample of their last month and a half, <laughs> they've been one of the best defenses the last month and a half. Absolutely, especially <laughs> specifically from like if we take week eight on. Yeah, because them for you know I'll say week nine around about that point. Yeah, from that point on, they they have been a whole different team. 
you know, so sure. and I get that. So I mean, which makes this ah, this is a rough game for me though. When I you know I know we're getting that into another segment, yeah. but yeah, it's just like that is one to watch, you know, Kansas City <laughs> and Cincinnati. So because Cincinnati, yeah, you put up that five hundred yard game. Now you're gonna have to cut you gotta come with it next week. You gotta what do you follow that up with? You can't put a clunker out there because what is there I to mean, be said? As long as Joe Burrow has himself a good game, he's got to be at least I would be fine with 275, two touchdowns, and they run the ball a little bit better, more effectively. That would be, to me, would be perfectly fine to follow it up with and just have it be a close game. I'm not even looking for them to win this game coming up, but if they can just play well offensively, it would it would definitely give credence to this 525-yard game not just being an anomaly. Absolutely. Um, well, let's talk about the Rams uh, and the Vikings because I'm 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 done with the Vikings. I, I I think I've been saying it for quite some time, but I'm done with this team. Like Matthew Stafford threw three interceptions in this game. How did you still lose by a touchdown? I don't know because because um, I mean this guy had. I mean, at least Green Bay figures out a way to win the game when they get their interceptions. Like, come, what the heck was this? I, I don't know. I, I, just, I, I don't know. All I know, he was, he was, he was, he was making my life miserable last week for the first three quarters. And I'm like, man, what in the hell is going on? Here? This dude ain't threw one touchdown. You're telling I'm like, me I had to sit next to my uncle who I'm playing and I'm starting Matthew Stafford throws three interceptions. I'm like. They're winning the game, though. How is this happening? <laughs> it was, it was it, yeah, it made zero sense whatsoever. You know, everything was turned on as a ear. It was just one of them kind of games. But it seems more times than not, we get these kind of games when it's Minnesota. Like, they want to, mm-hmm. you know, come, they, 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 you know, like, as I watch Zimmer in this game, <laughs> it seemed like he, everything in his Losing game. Losing his mind because he's about to lose that job. Yeah, but everything in his game plan was we got to do whatever we got to do to stop Stafford and Cooper Cup. That is our that if we don't do that, we can't do anything else. And it's like he he gave his first three quarters was just that was their plan. We, yeah. uh, whatever else happens, happens. And I'm like, this is why y'all on the bubble. This is why you're on your way out of the playoffs. This is why you you know you you know got to. You know, you got an outside view looking in, trying to get back into the playoff picture, which even if you call the seven C, what are you really going to do <laughs> once you get into the playoffs? Seriously, what noise are you? Is it even worth it at this point? You know, because uh, at this point, it's no more than saying we're just doing this for pride. But no one plays for the seven seed or the last seed to get in. They play for the playoffs. They play for a championship. They play to be competitive. They're not just playing just to say, well, we just don't want to miss the playoffs. It, I mean, it even doesn't when Washington mean. made it last year. They came in there and they played a fantastic game against Tampa, who went on to win the game, win the whole thing. Right. So, I mean, I agree with you there. Um, so, but yeah, it was just one of them weird games. And, Finally, you know, uh, L.A. was able to put it together, put the game together and kind of put it away in the fourth quarter. But it just it was uphill battle. You know, we, we was having a true desperate team on, you know, about to get eliminated or on the brink of being eliminated. So they plan for their playoff lives, which one would question. Why wouldn't you just plan like this all season? Why would you plan with that type of, you know, 
that type of edginess all year long. It shouldn't wait till you know you're about to get mathematically eliminated out of the playoffs before you want to show up and get, you know, super. You know, we we, we want to come up with strategies and we want to come up with a plan and we you know we're trying to execute this and we're gonna to try to get. Come on, man! Where the hell y'all been all season? Yeah, you know, seriously. And I don't have a problem with you. You you have that kind of mindset and that mentality, and you lose games. But when you just go in and just you know, we just think we're just better than what we really are all season long. And now you're at the point of elimination, and now you want to sit here and try to get up for this big game at home. It's kind of like too little, too late, you know. But this is kind of I'm gonna put it out there. This is it. This is Minnesota's mo. And this always has been, man. They're suspect, and th- and this is the problem I have as a, as a, as a fan. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm a division rivalist, yes, but I'm I'm sitting here giving a critique to what the competition is, and this this fan, you know, I mean this this team and this fan base is just on a whole nother level of nonsense, man. Like, man, dude, when it comes to competing, I don't, I don't understand the mentality there, you know, and it's, 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 it's on a whole different wavelength that I am not personally with. And I personally would probably never get with yeah. personally. Yeah. I just, I just can't, man. That's not a recipe for winning. That's just a recipe for trying not to lose type of thing, you know, like, well, well, if you're not, you know, one plan not to win or, you know, plan, oh, I'm sorry, plan not to lose. What do you mean? Either you plan to win or you're losing. It's one or the other. I'm I'm playing out to lose, you know. Okay. I mean, that must be their mentality when they get to Super Bowl. So Um, I wouldn't know. Never seen one in my lifetime. So that's true, too. (laughs) Uh, Quickly here, kind of cruising through this one. Uh, Jets get a win 26 21 versus the Jaguars. Uh, Michael Carter had himself a day 16 for 118. That was our X factor there. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Only reason why we picked him. <laughs> yeah. So they get themselves a win there. Uh, fourth win on the season. Jaguars still suck. Um, Complete mess. <laughs> yeah. Giants, uh, they lose on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia 34 to 10. Jalen Hurts, 199 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> Miles Sanders, seven carries for 45 yards. Devontae Smith, five receptions for 80 yards. Like they just were all around effective on the offensive side of the ball, kept the ball moving. Giants just never had anything. I I, I don't know if there's any other way of uh, <laughs> putting it. Answer me this one question about this matchup. And this is the only question I've had that, that had me pondered, you know, kind of had me stumped in the entire game. How the hell did the Giants score ten points? That's I just I, I couldn't even I could not understand how they, I I was shocked they even got any points on the board. I thought this was going to be a blowout. I mean, I did, was. but it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, what I'm saying I, I'm no I'm shutout. sorry, a shutout. Yeah, not a blowout. <laughs> it should have been a shutout. And I was like, well, they gave up. I know they gave up three early, and then it was just some garbage time touchdown later in the game. So yeah, yeah that. And I already told you my stand with the Giants. I'm like, I don't give a damn who they play. <laughs> it could be it could be Jacksonville. I'm taking Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, the Jets. Give me the Jets. And I'm like, I'm not even I'm not even questioning it. It's just I'm so down on this team. Um, they have some talented pieces. I don't think they have a talented yeah. nucleus. Hear me out. 
they have some talented pieces. <laughs> and I mean, it's one of these, they got some talent where these are players that are going to be one of the look to, you know, jump ship and go elsewhere. And these are going to be high priced commodities. That's all I'm seeing coming out of the New York, but they don't, they don't have a nucleus to build off of. There's nothing good going on in New York right now for the Giants team. It is abysmal. <laughs> Uh, That's all I have to say for them um, in our week 17. I know we got one more week of me getting them to bash them before they go into the playoffs and never be done for their season. But, yeah, I just just, just throw just another chapter in for the, for the Giants, man. I'm just, I'm, you know, I, I, I was down on it, what, week two? Like, I just, I couldn't. No, you, you stuck with them for a little bit. You had maybe a four or five week stretch where you were trying to see if they could do anything. Kept picking them, kept trying it. <laughs> Just Wait a minute! I may have picked them. I, no, no, no. In fairness, I think I picked them maybe twice this whole season. Yeah, because I, I went against what I said early, like a couple times, and that was uh, it was based on a, a wonky matchup. And I think I even split those two games. And I'm like, from that point on, I went back. No, to I don't think you split. I think you never got it. You didn't get the games. <laughs> you couldn't get them. You couldn't pick them right. <laughs> they kept losing. It doesn't matter. And they, See, they that's kept... my point. <laughs> So it was so just a really me. weird team. And I, yeah, but I agree with you. This team it just does not they there's no inspiration anywhere on this team, coaching wise, players, nucleus, quarterback. Like what we, does this team have? What are they trying to do? And it looks like they're trying to tank, but hey, you got four wins. Like they've only got a what four weeks of a healthy Saquon Barkley this season. They shut down Daniel Jones for the year, even though they have to evaluate him because you're going to have to either pay him or cut him at some point. Uh, you don't have an offensive line. You never did. You're wasting Kenny Galladay over there. Uh, well, he's kind of, mm. he did it to himself. Um, and then defensively, what? What? <laughs> what is that defense is horrible. They can't stop a nosebleed. No, uh, the team is in shambles right now. Um, I like that the fact that you brought up Kenny Galladay because I do want to make a reference to that. Mm. Have to. You have to. So, it was 17 weeks later, Kenny Galladay is exactly the dude I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton ball soft. <laughs> <laughs> injury prone now. I mean, now, I could add that to his resume. Now he's an injury prone, or is he just like I'm not playing for this team? Now, hold on, let me let me let me write, let me let me let me route, 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 um, list off his his injuries. Okay. Um, fractured psyche, broken heart. <laughs> uh, oh no oh no 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 <laughs> sprain outlook you know <laughs> uh, you know i'm i'm, I'm i t- oh my god i think i knocked it out the park on this guy i i don't want to be that guy say i told y'all so but i told y'all so I mean, it, nobody could take you seriously when you said it because you said it in the jaded fashion of he passed up on both Kansas City and Chicago. <laughs> and he did. Yeah. And, and, and at least Chicago has enough foresight in their dysfunction to understand that they truly are in a rebuild. 
Like yeah. they did start with a quarterback. They it's not one of those. Well, we we brought Andy Dalton over here and let's see if we can start putting some pieces together and build. They didn't do that. Thank God we didn't do that. By the way, where's Kadarius Tony? Right on the right on the couch with uh, Galladay. Yeah. Injured. The, the, these guys can't. None of them can stay healthy. Oh, along with your man Shepard, who went out for the fourth time this season. Yeah. You know, if they the injury report this week. And, and, well, so I mean, we you know. It, me me stating that you know he passed on Chicago and 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 Kansas City. I don't think that's a bad stretch. I mean, like I said, Chicago is more or less in in a rebuild. In Kansas City is is a contender, and we, the Giants are what they just got money to offer. And I'm like, and that's what he took. He you know I don't know if, what type of deal or package he got. He might have got some endorsement deals, and I, probably that will make sense you know from a business standpoint. But from a football standpoint, and we said and we said this weeks ago, months ago. It's not going to translate on the field. Like you're yeah. playing for a bad team, and and his injuries don't help the situation. So my critical analysis of him has gotten even more critical. You know, at this point, because I'm like, like I said, he was gonna have to really show me something in New York for me to back off of him because I already seen the road he was going down, and uh, it's like I'm, I'm seeing a lesser version of a of of, of, of Alshon Jeffries. You know. He should be ten times the, the the player than Alshon, and yet he plays just like him, hmm. you know. Or same results, and you know, just like I said, just don't have that dog, you know. And very talented, but don't have that dog in him, and can't stay healthy. I don't know if you remember this, but reminiscence of um Alshon Jeffries, you know, same type of career. <laughs> I don't know if this is the same guy actually. Just changed the thing. I don't know. I'm just I seen one, you seen the other. That's all I'm throw that. I'm leaving it back. All right. Um, the Buccaneers got themselves a 32 to six win against the Panthers. Did what they were supposed to do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but what hey, is your take? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say AJ Brown signing 10 for 101. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, not bad, but more so what. I'm still trying to figure out over here in Carolina what is going on with Cam. He's, he's done. I've been saying it for the last three weeks. I, I no, I understand that, but they, they, they keep throwing him out in the games, and that's that's what's confusing me. If he's done, why do they keep playing? Because uh, I don't think they have any reason to trot back out Sam Darnold right now, um, and I think the other one was on COVID. Um, so at this point, oh, they wow. just are like. We're going to keep Sam Darnold as the backup. Cam's going to retire and we'll let go of whoever the other guy is. And we're going to do whatever we can to get one of these quarterbacks in this QB carousel this year. Uh, I guess. Uh, so what is, I guess my question to, to all of that, based on what you just said, what is so what is your take with Matt Rule at this point? For the job he's pulled off this year, this season with Carolina. This year is very disappointing, but I do want to see him with a quarterback. Like he had a really solid year with Teddy Bridgewater and I wish they would have kept Teddy Bridgewater, but now just Sam Darnold and this mess with Cam Newton and Sam Darnold getting injured earlier on in the year. And just all of this mess is just like, okay, this is, is this was all a wash to begin with. 
And then they made the play to go get uh, Stefan Gilmore uh, and try to integrate him. And so they have a lot of moving pieces, but they have a solid, they have a very solid defense. They have pieces on the offense that are actually really good. They just need to flesh it out. And I think it starts with the quarterback. So if they can go after one of these guys this offseason, I would keep Matt Rule and see what he can do with a if you can get a franchise quarterback that's going to be in this carousel this year and see what Matt Rule can do with him and evaluate Matt Rule at that point, that would be the ideal situation. If he can't do it with a with an actual good quarterback, then you can't do it with anybody. So yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I was just curious about your take. I know, uh, you know, that's one of you guys yeah. this season, and, and this has just been kind of disappointing. I'm not going to say anything, but this has been a very disappointing year and a very disappointing showing for Matt Rule. Yeah, since uh, October, it has just been downhill. Yeah, completely. <laughs> so, all right. Speaking of. Jack Chargers, the hell was that this week? 41 to 29. We just don't care about the playoffs, do we? <laughs> See, this would be fitting for if, 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 if this if this team was led by like Kenny Galladay. This would make sense to me because you talk about two entities that are just tanking on all types of levels of life. It just <laughs> this Chargers team <clears throat> is really starting to show me who I really thought they were in the first place. That they are they're a good team that have flashes of brilliance, but they're about a year or two away from being that team. Not two years away from being two years away, but they're yeah. it's just they're a year or two. They're 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 they were they were way ahead of the curve, especially for what they were being predicted. I just did not that did not fit the MO for me. I'm like, I see what they did last year. They jumped out there when nobody thought they were supposed to be out there to be, you know, contending with in the first place, to just continue and elevate and, and you know, move. I'd never seen that really, that type of progression. You don't see that often in the NFL, which is why I couldn't put my finger on San Francisco in the last couple of years, because they came out of nowhere when they went to the Super Bowl, you know, and then, of course, ended with decimated by injuries. And then we got this year. It was like, OK, what the hell are we looking at this year? I don't know. It ain't the same damn team, but it, you know, but with that being said, we have the Jets. I mean, the Jets, the Chargers. And it's the same questions of, okay, what team is supposed to show up this season? Yes, Justin Herbert had this brilliant rookie year thrusted upon us, you know, birthed out of a malpractice situation, basically. And then here we are. And I'm supposed to just go off of that and act like, okay, let's just ignore all the other teams that were already in line. It's just like, nope, let's just push this team to the forefront. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And, and as much as in, you've seen me struggle with them throughout the year. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go ahead and give credit with where credit is due. And I give them their flowers. And every time I've given it to them, they have sat here and just trampled them every single time. And I'm like, so and now what you're saying is you just need to stop talking about the Chargers. No, what I'm saying is I'm a, I'm just gonna have to stop being. I'm just gonna be down. That's that's I like how you put that. But I'm uh, I'm just gonna have to be down on them and, and just start calling it as I see it. Like you y'all you y'all y'all have y'all have um, skilled players. Y'all are a good team, but y'all are not that team. And I and I'm I, and I'm on, I'm gonna have to start putting my foot down to you know have that disposition that they're not that team. You know because what I can't what the hell just happened though is. 
where is the problem? What, what, what is, what happened? Like this team has not let anybody score 40 points on them this year. Like that's just not happening. And unless they plan down to the competition, which is still not good on your resume. No, but, it's not. It's, but yeah, it's, it, there's obviously some issues that have to be addressed on this defensive end. Their rush defense, not that good. They, they don't do all that great against, you know, uh, so I mean, what's been happening over the, over the course of this year, statistically, their defense has just been coming out suspect. Like they, they just show up here and there, but they, they cannot sustain consistency of dominance on the defensive end of the ball, whether it's for the run game or the pass game. And that I think has affected them most, has affected them the most. And it has spilled over to them affecting them on the offensive side of the ball where Herbert has played well this year. Um, hell going to a pro bowl, you know? So, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and act like that, that, Oh, they just threw his name in the hat and they just snubbed this guy over here on the others. That didn't quite happen. I think he earned earned it as much as anybody else did. Uh, But it has not translated to to victories and definitely have not translated to any kind of um, sustained consistency over there in L.A. Where you're looking at this team, like I think this team's the real deal going into the going into the playoffs this year. I don't think so. It's kind of like, well, who are they playing? Where are they playing? You know, well, you're kind of not even make it to the playoffs. Thank you. They're, they're one game over 500 right now. So it's like they're, I mean, you talk about a bubble team. They're that team. I would have understood them being a bubble team at the beginning of the year, but it was like blasphemous for me to say the things I was saying early this season. Like, oh my God, how could you put them down that low in the rankings? And so, oh, how are y'all putting them so high? What the hell did they do to be, get, to be up in the top 10, top 10 in the preseason? I don't, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't understand that. You know, like I, what happened? Because Justin Herbert had a good rookie year. Sorry, didn't didn't move the needle for me. I mean, like it was situational more so than he was groomed for that. That's that was my thing. And uh, granted, maybe because he wasn't groomed, people got felt more more enamored by him. I did. It just for what I was seeing, he didn't pass the 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 eye t- you know the eye test for me where I was just so enamored by what he was doing on the field. It's just it was and there was nothing wrong with what he was doing on the field. I just think it was more of a small sample size and for the moment type of thing. But when defenses in, in the NFL and teams start to figure this team out, they're gonna have to adjust and re and come up with a recalibrate and come up with a new a new um um, um strategy and it's not going to be just Justin Herbert just on his on his wheel and his wits and his arm and he's going to go out there and just carry teams to victory I like I don't see that as a winning combination in LA I don't think that's what even what they were doing last year you know it was just more so they just didn't you know there was no game film on this guy and he is talented and he was able to do what he did last year which was quite it was quite phenomenal considering you know, with the position he was put in, but he, you know, I mean, granted, hell, he wasn't on my on, on one of my um, you know, draft boards or um, one of the uh, one of these players I had researched in depth or anything like that. So I wasn't, you know, he, I just wasn't in love with with, with the idea of Justin Herbert. I was just more so, let me just watch him and see what he what he does and see how it translates over into the game of football. And this year, more than anything, I'm seeing it. You know, like there's inconsistencies here, and that's fine. It's just, but it's finally coming out because coming into the off season, you know, well, coming into this during the off season, coming into this year, 
there was virtually no weaknesses even mentioned about this team, which I was just like, wow, they did, you know, they just, they, they, they just checking all the boxes off. Just, and I, I understand where, how it's not grounded or rooted in anything. That, that, that was my point. Mm. Taking nothing away from them. And, and it, but then you get this game. 41-29 in Houston? Are you serious? No, this is not a good game at all. It's, it's This is just disappointing to see because of the talent that's on this team. It's just like you should be steamrolling a team. like tech. You should be the one scoring 41, and they should only have maybe 19. Like, it, this is not – this was not an okay game to put on film. And when I saw this happening, I was just like – I mean, we got virtually every other game right. It was just like, what the hell happened here? So, right. I mean, it, it just a bad showing at all around. Um, but in some good news for the AFC West, we finally got have a division winner with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs getting themselves a thirty six to ten win versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers get themselves uh, back to a five hundred. Uh, spot right now, seven, seven, and one. Chiefs get to eleven and four, number one in the AFC, number one in the AFC uh, West, and uh, they are um, the only. T- well, no, they're the only team in the AFC to have clinched a spot in the in the playoffs so far. Um, surprise! So surprise. That I mean, it is for where they were. Like that was wow. That was not a murderers row. <laughs> I'm not gonna let it play that down. That schedule was ridiculous. But even then, you wouldn't have thought. Okay, well now this team is going to be at the very top, and they are going to win the whole. Uh, not that they're not going to win the AFC West. That one I think was still. I, I was telling people, calm down. They're still going to win it. They're you're gonna you're gonna be fine, but. It came down to what was going to happen at the top of the AFC. Now they're the front runners in the AFC. I don't think anybody saw that come coming from when they were three and four. Well, most people didn't, but I did because it was just a matter of the schedule. Like once they get past that first seven, eight weeks, the second half, we already we stated this. It was it was a cakewalk. You know, granted, they could drop a game here or there, like hell, they got it, they got Cincinnati this week. If they lost this week, I wouldn't be surprised. But my point being is People acting so surprised, like, oh, my God, they're back. They're surging. But really, it was just the schedule. Like, okay, if I don't have to sit there and play Baltimore, Indianapolis, and Buffalo in three of the first four weeks, and then we throw in Pittsburgh, I'm like, just damn, what are you expecting? Like I said, if the Chiefs can't sweep through this damn, that type of scheduling, who did, who in the league was going to? It's like, it's just, it's impossible, man. And they just, they were, they were victims of a very bad schedule. And, yes, the defense looked horrible in the first first um month and then all of a what sudden uh, yeah exactly well <laughs> there you go and then in the, in october the offense just disappeared for the first time ever in the patrick mahomes era you know so that's the thing that scared people it's i just think that's that the, what it was the offense didn't show up they you weren't scoring nearly 30 points a game it was just like all right pat what are we doing <laughs> where, where are we right. going where are you at travis kelsey 
But where which, are we at, Tyreek Hill? Which is interesting in the NFL world because it's like, okay, in what world did you ever see a team just score 30-plus points a game every game? For three that, years. We're just like, what? what no, 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 no. <laughs> prior to this, I'm talking about any, any you know, football, and not somebody who just walked into the football the last yeah. year or so. Like, come on, man. Like, the greatest show on turf wasn't even doing this. I don't believe. Like, I, I don't even remember them scoring like this. Like, 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 game in and game out. They were very – it was a similarity to it, yeah. but I don't think they were scoring like that. Where or the expectation was, they had they're, they're going to score thirty plus a game, you know. And if they not, there's something wrong with this team. I'm like, unfortunately, that just became Kansas City's identity for some reason or it, another. Literally, nobody could stop them from scoring thirty points a game for three straight years. We were just like, what happened? Where did that go? <laughs> it took I don't know. NFL finally caught up and figured something out. You know, I don't know. Clearly, it didn't because now they're scoring thirty points a game again, and now the defense is back to holding teams <laughs> Let under. Let me be very clear: they didn't figure anything out. That was a scheduling issue. I can't <laughs> say this enough. <laughs> now that murderous row is over with, and that's not that they were the only ones that was. You know that had to go through it. I just think they had the worst version. They they had the worst schedule by far, in my opinion. But three and four, okay. They played five hundred through through the first the through the first half of the season. And I mean, granted, hell, if you damn near played perfect in the second half of the year, it's almost like that didn't even exist. They gonna you know they basically erased that entire first seven weeks. You know, and yeah, they were one eight straight games. So I mean, they've been. They've been on fire. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's anything, yeah. anything, any way around that. Um, so, I mean, g- props to them because uh, they've definitely put uh, everybody back on notice saying, hey, this is still our, our, our conference for one, our division for the other. I mean, uh, the I felt like they were definitely slighted when people were saying, okay, this is the Chargers division to run away with. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I think with them hearing that talk and, coming in here, having a chance to get that victory against the Steelers team that is really just doing everything that they can to stay alive right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes came in here and said, no, we're just going to wrap up that discussion this week all together and just knock out uh, this 36 to 10 win. And Mm -hmm. man, they made the Steelers look like they were a high school football team. Like they could not compete with them. Yeah. Uh, not a good game. <laughs> not a good game at all. Well, another uh, game that was horrible to watch <laughs> in that regard. Uh, Broncos, man, drop the ball 13 to 17. Raiders get the win there, 8 to 7. No, Raiders I, keep their playoff hopes alive. They do. They do. And I, this was a no-brainer for me. Um, Teddy Bridgewater goes down, I'm done. That was the only <laughs> yeah. thing that I – that has been the only connection between me and Denver's success this year. I, where it, it all begins and ends with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm sorry. I mean, y'all have a – and Denver has a good nucleus on both sides of the ball. I mean, mm. that, that team is primed for, like, you know, we're talking about some of these, you know um, – Create um, these possible quarterbacks being moved and shifted around. That's a prime spot for one of these top quarterbacks to try to go to Denver. You know, I know you said you know like Russell Wilson to New Orleans, and yeah, that's an interesting, interesting take. Um, and I, I don't have a problem with that. But the, I think Denver is 
Denver's yeah. <laughs> name should be thrown in that hat as well. Like, I'm not saying that New Orleans should be the number one, that, that it is his number one destination. I just, I would, as a fan of Russell Wilson, where I would want to see him is in New Orleans. That's just me. I have no problem people saying that the favorite spot for Russell Wilson should be Denver, uh, especially because that will definitely be an easier trade to get done since it's out of conference. So it could be, but man, if Wilson was to go to Miami, and this is nothing against Tua, I'm just saying, no, <laughs> just because me, the name keeps coming up, but just the destination and all that. Just saying, you talk about re-revolutionizing a story franchise from the past. It's just, it's, I'm just working the angles here, but I think that's Deshaun Watson's job. <laughs> if he's still, I mean, if he's to be reinstated in the NFL and whatever, I don't he's know. Not, he hasn't been kicked out. They, they haven't yet. done anything. It's not just yet. They're not going to do anything until they have to do. So all I'm saying is it doesn't just end with it. It's, it's, there's so much more layers to the Deshaun Watson thing. I think than it's just him moving from one team to the next. I think that is the least of the issues for him right now. Because once well, the, whether he gets uh, a settlement or not, then the NFL has has to be forced to have to still do something. And no, deal with I think the happiness. second that they since it since it's civil, since it's not a criminal lawsuit, what I'm yeah. thinking that the NFL is going to do is say, "You handle it. Once you have it handled, we won't say a word. We're not going to do anything. It's a civil lawsuit. Just get that stuff. Shut them up. And as soon as you can do that." We're fine, and you can you can play. <laughs> That's what the NFL is going to we'll, do with the situation. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. And you could be right. I'm if not. They, even, it was a criminal I, lawsuit. They would be not like, even okay, we really pass. have to investigate. We really have to to reprimand. We really have to lay down the law with with all of this stuff. We if if any of these allegations are true, we're going to have to kick you out and and all that stuff. I, I totally understand if that if this was a criminal lawsuit, but it's not. They're oh, that's all true. Oh, that's true. But what what uh, what I think that trumps all of this is that if the NFL has not shown us anything else when it came to these legal matters, that they couldn't be more inconsistent in their rulings and then than, than, than any other point. So any two situations, they're never handled the same anyway. So that's with that being said, you're absolutely right. It could be absolutely wrong all at the same time and vice versa here. It, all I'm saying I will say this again and reiterate. I think is there's a farce. <laughs> there's a lot more to go. There's, there's there's a lot more steps that's going to be involved in this Deshaun Watson thing beyond him just changing teams. I think that's the easiest thing that's going to happen in this transition that he gets mm-hmm. he can get traded. I mean, I could I, I could definitely agree with that. Um, uh, everything let's talk else, sudden, huh? I was saying everything else. That's left the subject, like yeah. where they go from there and how they decide to deal with him. And does the NFL get involved and all? Oh, geez. Yeah, it, it's just uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't want to speculate too much, but uh, yeah. Uh, but I, what I was saying, I said all that to say, I think Denver is a prime spot for a uh, for a franchise quarterback to come into because they they have a the nucleus is in place. Um, and again. They have Teddy Bridgewater now. Teddy Bridgewater could be that guy if they want to just put more pieces around him and they could just build off of that. But once he went down, I was, I was, you know, I'm, I'm good. Give me Vegas all day long. I don't care what the points is. You can give the other team the points. I, I'm just take. Give me, give me the opposition. <laughs> give me the opposition. Denver, no, it's just not gonna happen. And it did. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, 
All right. Sunday night football was quite a riot. Uh, the Washington football team got decimated uh, on the road here. 56 to 14. God, that was not pretty. That was a massacre. That that would. Why did nobody throw in the towel? <laughs> like, there was no humanity in this in this absolute thrashing the Cowboys laid down uh, on on Washington this week, past week. Yeah, um, forty two at the half. Forty two to seven. I could. I could. Look, I ain't seen this the likes of this type of scoring. <laughs> Since, like I said, back in my childhood, this is this is Tecmo Bowl stuff. This is pre-John Madden football type stuff. This, Tecmo Bowl is where you be sitting there putting up twenty-one and twenty-eight points a quarter. It's it's thirty-five nothing at the half. You're gonna finish the game fifty-six-three. You know that's just how it goes. I could not believe every time I looked up. Every every time I looked up, <laughs> Cowboys had the ball. The Cowboys were driving. The Cowboys just scored again. I walked away. They had already scored again. I'm like, where is the – every time I turn my head, they have, the points keep moving up again. And it is 42-7 to seven at the half. Why are we even having a second half? You're not coming back. I'm sorry. I don't give a damn if you bring out the practice squad for the next half, and that's it. You're not coming back. <laughs> I did. I, I could not understand what embarrassment Washington. That was. I have never seen the Cowboys so angry. Did something happen? Somebody say something to I don't somebody? Know. This wasn't like the Raiders when Kansas City came and thrashed them for stepping on their logo before the game a few weeks back. This is nothing like that. Right. They came in. They were just like, "All right." It's the day after Christmas. Let's just let's play this game and let's get home, guys. And Cowboys were like, no, we mean business. And just I have like didn't again. Why did nobody throw in the towel? Like, why did nobody tell them that they were dead? <laughs> like this game was over. This was this game was over by the first quarter. They were 21 nothing. Yeah, that's that's ball game right there. <laughs> ball game right there. It's and, and yeah, and then they oh my god, it just an encore performance in the very next half. You know how do you give up forty two points and a half? I, I'm like, we I, seen I the Chiefs lose forty two to forty one or thirty nine, and that's the entire game. I left forty two points in one half of football. I left after the first quarter. And I did not watch the second quarter. Everything. I came no, I came back and I thought the game was over. They were like, we're going to to the Toyota studio. And I was like, all right, game's over, 42 to 7. And back to the second half, I was like, what? There is still another 30 minutes of football that still needs to be played here. Like that. I don't know how yeah. you have enough time to do that in the first half. How do you score three touch? Like you touch the ball and you score. And that's all that happened. I, I don't. It, it defi- I, I. I don't know. Ron Rivera. I don't. All like I said, get it together. I don't know what happened, but 
this was a big time division rival. You know what I mean? I was going in so hard about they they playing, you know, damn near five hundred football against each yeah. other, and <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, okay, I heard that. Let me show you what five hundred don't look like. And yeah. It. And I'm like, uh, oh my God, you talk about somebody separating themselves from the pack. Now I can give Dallas. It took 16 weeks <laughs> for me to give them their full credit that they are that contending team now. They, I mean, I, but they, I've had to see them. This couldn't be, uh, uh, this couldn't be Seattle. Mm. This, this 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 couldn't you know what I'm saying this this couldn't be Jacksonville or so you know it, they win the they they stumped over the Jets that, that yeah. wasn't gonna yeah. work for me a division rival such as this and to do what they did to them like uh, in this fashion I mean okay uh, I'm excited now Dallas has shown me that they're ready and they're ready to make some noise here and um. They're not finna just lay down for the Green Bays and the Tampa Bays of the world at the NFC and just let, let them have a have a day against each other. They're like, nah. They you know they they're throwing their foot, they're throwing their their their, their name in the hat just like anybody else's, you know. And I think they're a legit contending team. And that that was a statement game that I, I think that propelled. If you wasn't paying attention to them, like I was, I was, I was, of course, but yeah. if you wasn't giving them their credit. Or giving them the credit of saying that they're that contending team, this get this victory shows that hands down they are that team. I mean, you just have to look at the thing like Cowboys still have a shot at winning the entire NFC. They just need Green Bay to drop one game. If Green Bay loses one game and Cowboys win out. And they tie records at 12 and 4, 13 and 4. No, just 13 and 4. They, they just have to have the exact same record. The Cowboys have the tiebreaker. Okay. And so the Cowboys would be the number one seed. They just have to catch Green Bay. Gotcha. Which very easily could have happened this season with a lot of the Green Bay wins that we had just already discussed. Yeah, but exactly. I, I I think it's insane that this team is just that good. And it Dak Prescott was given the ball to everybody. Zeke didn't even have he had 37 yards on nine carries. <laughs> and it's, 56 oh points were scored. Like this team is is it is one of the most effective and efficient offenses in football when it's in and I can't wait to see it fully healthy. Because Zeke's still not healthy. Right. So No, he's not. No, he's not. But they obviously got enough weapons to work around him. Um, hell, he, he he definitely gave his best Antonio Gibson impression, you know, last week, which, you know, injured star player doing all he can for his team, whether, it, you know, the numbers support it or not. But the team rallies around him and they get the victory, you know, so – yeah, yeah it, so well, it, it really just helped out with that uh, in fantasy anyway, with that uh, that touchdown and re- the receiving touchdown. So that definitely yeah. boosted the score a little bit. Yeah, and salvaged his yeah, definitely salvaged his 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 week. For, yeah, two touchdowns on on that. So, all right. Well, Monday night uh, was uh, things up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now y'all can see my face now. It's- <laughs> 
I got this one right. Uh, <laughs> I took Miami in this game. Uh, no, it I take really nothing matter. from it. I'm, I'm not I, taking anything from it either. I take it nothing from nothing. it. Like, <laughs> I could have easily, like I said, easily went the other way. I just went this way just because. Not even, oh God. Go go ahead. You, you have no, to. This game specifically, I just felt bad for Ian Book. This kid got absolutely battered in this game. Like they did not protect him whatsoever. Like every single, like the way you were looking at the Cowboys game, every single time you looked up Dallas was scoring, every single time I looked up, Ian book was getting sacked. Ian book was getting hit. Ian book was getting dropped. Like it just did not matter. This dude was always getting harassed the entire game. And it wasn't like they were doing extracurricular stuff to get to him. This was just in the flow of the game. He just kept getting hit for his rookie start. There was just no protection whatsoever offensively. And Hey, Miami came out Tua played a solid game. Jalen Waddle has become, I mean, he's trying to put himself into that conversation for rookie of the year with Jamar Chase and Mac Jones. So, I mean, 10 for 92 and, and, and a touchdown. Miami's just been playing a solid game. They've gone now seven straight wins after seven straight losses after getting their first, the, the, the first game of the season was a win. They went back to back seven uh, win or loss streak uh, in these last 14 weeks and now have gotten themselves back into the playoff talk. They've actually, with this win, knock Baltimore out of the playoff picture right now. So, wow. They are they currently hold the seventh seed uh, going into uh, Sunday's games uh, in week 17 here, and they kind of control their own destiny on if they can get in or not. Yeah, uh, second hottest team in the league right now. Oh, good Lord. I know. I remember that was kind of your your. Um, one of your deciding factors last week, and he was kind of saying, man, they're, 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 they're riding this six-game win streak and blah, yeah. blah, and they're kind of rolling. And I used them it was for the very reason why I used them the week before. But yeah. then they meet in the, you know, then they go into New Orleans, and this is where it all gets mucked up for me. And it's like, <laughs> okay. So I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm you know, c- congratulations to Miami. Um you know, uh, and and they did this without the head coach, which <clears throat> uh, bless you there. But they did this without the head coach who had who was out with COVID. Am I not correct? I believe uh, so. So many guys. Flores, uh, he was out with something. But yeah, uh, as far as New Orleans, disappointing them again because again, once when when, when, it, when it always gets down to it, when people want when people prognosticators, you know, predictors want to give them their flowers, they do this. You know, and this is a prime time Monday night game. The whole got the, the you know the, the entire country, the nation gets to get to see this and you put this clunker out there. And you know, thanks but no thanks. Um I'm okay. I don't think New Orleans really knew what their identity was this year. Um and you know Minus the Drew Brees losing, you know, uh, Jameis Winston, not necessarily committing to, to you know, uh, Taysom Hill. It, you know, you got Alvin Kamara, but it, you let go of Latavius Murray. You bring back Mark Ingram, but then it, it, there's no Mike Thomas. It, 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 gosh, it, 
Okay, can I just say this is just a mess over in New Orleans? Basically, you know, just just to conclude this, but Miami has proven proven quietly to be that team because um, we've got so focused on Buffalo and uh, New England. I think we have just completely forgotten about uh, Miami to the point where I didn't even realize they was on a win streak till they got to that. Until they get to that fifth game, that's when it flagged for me. I was not paying attention to their wins whatsoever. <laughs> they win a game and like, who cares? You know, it's like you shrug your shoulders yeah. and keep it moving. You don't even you factor it in. in seven at the time, right? Like, who cares? <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm saying that to say I never even followed their record. I just knew that they weren't winning. You know, it's like so, who cares? You know. And now look at them, second hottest team in the league. You yeah. Know? So uh, congratulations. You know, I, I should have known better just just to take them. You know, but <laughs> I. It is what it is, you know. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to, you know, New Orleans gonna have to get on that New York Giants uh, list, so it's gonna have to be done with them. Got it. Got it. They're done anyway. <laughs> so. All right. Oh.